Welcome to St. Louis on the Air. I'm Sarah Fenske. At a House oversight hearing this morning, the country's top authority on infectious diseases, that's Dr. Anthony Fauci, director of the National Institute of Allergy and Infectious Diseases, said that things involving the coronavirus will only get worse. We will see more cases and things will get worse than they are right now. How much worse we'll get will depend on our ability to do two things, to contain the influx of in people who are infected coming from the outside and the ability to contain and mitigate within our own country. Bottom line, it's going to get worse. And Fauci said that the COVID-19 coronavirus has now infected more than 1,000 people in the U.S. So across the St. Louis region, businesses are preparing for what that means for them. But how to prepare? Right now, there's only one confirmed case in Missouri. Some businesses are scaling back events and travel out of an abundance of caution. Others are anxiously trying to figure out how to deal with fewer customers as members of the public hunker down at home. It's a lot to process. And joining us today to talk about some of the local responses and the uncertainty surrounding COVID-19 is St. Louis Public Radio reporter Corinne Ruff. Corinne, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. So these are really uncertain times for any business. What have been some of the responses from local companies? I think the big easy one that companies can do first is just restrict travel. So we're seeing any non-essential travel internationally certainly canceled and even domestically just really canceled. with big companies, we saw that Bayer is closing its Creve Core campus, um, having workers work from home. Um, they sent an email to their employees saying that one of their employees is under investigation for coronavirus infection. Now, they don't know, we don't know if that person has been tested or if they have symptoms of coronavirus, but they're just trying to keep it on the cautious side and have everyone work from home. So we're seeing a lot of companies just really urge uh, people to work from home if they can. Um, Square told its employees last week to work from home. Um, I was speaking to some people at T-Rex that have said that really the office has been a lot emptier than usual. There's certain stations with hand sanitizer. Um, there's different you know notes posted places on how the CDC recommends that you wash your hands. I think the saddest thing I've heard is that you can't share food at T-Rex right now. So oh, no. don't bring in donuts or anything for people to share. Um, But, you know, we're also seeing events being canceled. There's the regularly scheduled Venture Cafe. That's postponed for now. And even larger things, there's a a VC firm out of D.C. led by the co-founder of AOL recently announced that it's going to postpone a national startup contest here in St. Louis. Um, That was for ag tech companies. So it was supposed to be April 24th, but looks like that'll be postponed. We're getting a lot of questions about the St. Patrick's Day parades in St. Louis. There's always one downtown, one in Dogtown. What's the status of those at this point. So as far as we know right now, the city has said that the Dogtown Parade will go on. Um, There's no confirmed cases in St. Louis City. Um, The one case we know about that's confirmed is in the county. So as far as we know, that parade is going to go on as scheduled, but it looks like the parade scheduled in Rolla will be canceled, and Chicago has also Hmm. canceled its parade, which is much larger. And there do seem to be some calls, people saying, why doesn't St. Louis cancel these parades? But so far, that hasn't happened. Um, If your business has been impacted 
impacted by the coronavirus or fears of the coronavirus, we want to hear from you. You can give us a call at 314-382-8255. That's 382-TALK. Or you can send us a tweet at STL on air or email us at talk at stlpublicradio.org. Now, one of the other um, local presences that has a big international footprint, these are our local universities. How are they responding to these fears? Yeah, so actually, we coronavirus has caught up in St. Louis as most of these students are on spring break. So the good news is students aren't here, but um, universities have really scrambled to come up for a, with a plan for once they come back to campus. So we know that Maryville University on the county has moved its classes online. Once students come back next week for the rest of the month, they'll be doing it online. And really, that's a lot easier for them because they already have about 6,000 students that take all of their classes online. Um, St. Louis University students are also on spring break, but they've just suspended in-person classes next week. They haven't said whether they'll have classes online. I think they're still maybe figuring that one out. Um, Wash U, as far as we know right now, they haven't suspended classes or or anything as far as we know, but they have implemented some travel restrictions until the end of April. So no international travel, um, no non-essential domestic travel, and even with visitors coming from hot spots like Westchester County, New York, and Seattle, um, not allowed on campus if they've been coming from those areas within the last two weeks. Even if they're just coming from Seattle? Even if they're coming from Seattle, um, they're just trying to keep it safe and keep those folks away from campus at least until those two weeks have passed. Now, one thing worth noting, apparently the World Health Organization has now declared COVID-19 a global pandemic. So this has hit the next level. Um, There was a case that, um, as we mentioned, this young woman in Ladue who was found to have this after traveling in Italy. She's the only confirmed local case. And before she was confirmed positive, we believe, uh, members of her family reportedly visited some local businesses. How have those businesses responded to news that somebody who was in contact with this disease may have visited. Yeah, so this family was advised by county health officials to self-quarantine when she first reported her symptoms to the hotline. Um, And then we know several days later, when she officially got that positive test for coronavirus, early in the day, her father visited um, a coffee shop, um, Deer Creek Coffee in Ladue. And that coffee shop called in, has been working with county health, health officials, but said that they started cleaning right away as soon as the family let them know that they were there. Um, They've been using bleach, disinfectant, just really trying to, I think, let consumers know that they are aware of this and they're trying to do everything they can to to clean those services. Um, They they told these comments to the Post-Dispatch and um, have said that I can promise you that there's no cleaner service right now than a Deer Creek coffee. So I think part of it is just taking control and cleaning surfaces more than they might usually um, and also just trying to calm consumers' fears because a lot of people are really worried about this right now. And for for retail businesses, for restaurants, um, if, if people are too afraid to come to your restaurants or to come shop in your stores, that could really impact them and their bottom line. And that's a great point. I think restaurants at this point are really worried, um, not about contact with it, but about business taking a huge plunge. Yesterday afternoon, we talked to Adam Tilford. He's a co-owner of Mission Taco Joint. They have four locations around the metro area, also two in Kansas City. It's a really successful restaurant group. And now they, too, are looking at some major uncertainty. So when I talked to Adam, I started by asking him how business has been in the past week. Uh, it's it's been the same, you know. Uh, we had a, a beautiful weekend in St. Louis, so sales were great. Um, you know, yesterday was rainy and, and a little cooler, and sales weren't as good. But uh, 
you know, haven't haven't really seen, hadn't have enough time to see uh, any impact yet. Looking forward, um, talking to other business owners, I feel like the big concern is just that people are going to stay home just out of an abundance of caution. They're just not going to go anywhere. And I'm wondering if you've thought about what happens to the restaurant and all the employees that depend on you if that happens. Yeah, I mean, that's that's the biggest thing for us. You know, the downturn in business is obviously one thing, um, but ultimately not our biggest concern. The biggest concern is the employees and, and how the downturn of business may affect them. Um, you know, we haven't put a, a, a lot of thought into how we'll handle that at the moment. We've done a few things like reach out to our insurance company to see if, um, you know, business loss uh, is covered um, uh, under our policy for this, which it is not, unfortunately. It's not. Um, no, no, it does not cover pandemics, apparently. That's specifically spelled out in the insurance policy? <laughs> I, I, I talked to my broker, and that's what he said. I don't know if it's specifically listed that way. But these um, these insurance companies, they know how to exclude this scenario, so that's unfortunate. Yeah. So what do you do if, say, um, you know, you have to cut way back on shifts for people? I'm assuming you can't keep paying those people. I mean, you're dependent on the money that comes in. That's absolutely right. I mean, restaurants live and die by food cost, uh, liquor cost, and labor control. And we have such slim margins in general uh, that, you know, any downticks in business with, uh, you know, scheduling that that is for higher business has a huge impact on the bottom line. Um, So uh, I don't know. That's we've always been a very uh, employee forward company um and and we just have to address that as it happens you know if, if something were to happen we'll we'll work hard to figure it out and, and take care of our employees as best we can what kind of benefits um do you think you would be able to offer if somebody encountered sickness or, or worst case scenario had to be quarantined is there anything for uh, restaurant employees in those conditions um, you know, uh, we, we, we obviously offer health insurance to anyone that, that, that works 30 hours and, and wants to take advantage of that. Um, but as far as um, money due to lost time or something like that, um, we don't currently have, um, you know, policies in place for that. Our salaried employees are different, obviously, um, and they keep making their salaries. But hourlies, um, you know, it's, it's, it's a different ballgame. It's, it's tough for restaurants. Um, you know, I wish it were different. It's, it's kind of the cards that, that we've been given, the playbook we've been given, and, and we're trying our best to, to change and, and, and be a better restaurant group, but it's, it's not easy. You had mentioned earlier that the slim profit margins, I know they're notorious in the restaurant industry, and, and Mission Taco Joint is, is doing great today. But I'm wondering if something like this had hit um, back when you were just getting started um, with, say, business just getting really slow for maybe weeks on end, would you have been able to deal with that? Um, I mean, you know, I, I've, we've always been... Uh, grinders you know my brother and I don't come from big financial backings and when we first opened restaurants we just incurred tons of debt you know I'd like to think that we would have figured it out um, but I mean you never know Uh, and I don't know that a lot of people can weather the storm uh, if it were to hit a lot of the small businesses that you know are, are relying on sales that day to cover expenses this could be you know very drastic uh, and, and difficult time for them you know for us i'd like to think that we've built up enough reserves that we can withstand you know are you worried at all about um, parts of your supply chain 
Um, you know, I hadn't thought of that. We, you know, we do get a ton of product from Mexico. Um, I haven't heard much, uh, you know, along the lines of, of anything in Mexico right now. Um, so yeah, no, but I'm going to think about it now. Thank you for bringing that up. Sorry. I know the last <laughs> yeah, thing anyone needs is, is more worry. <laughs> you know, like I said, it's for us, I, I'm, I'm trying not to worry. I'm not trying not to overreact. It's let's take it uh, not even day by day, but hour by hour and see, you know, what comes at us and take the hits and, and figure it out. Do you think you'll see an increase in orders from places like DoorDash and some of these other delivery services? Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, we have partnerships with DoorDash and Postmates, and, and we absolutely expect those to increase as, as people are maybe choosing to stay home and, and not go out to eat. Could that help offset if you're not having as many customers come in? Uh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, obviously, they take very large fees, so relying on that for your business is tough because often the fees are higher than the profit margins. So really, you know, it's best to look at that as supplementary. Um, but in this case, anything is going to help if, if there is a major downturn in business. Going into this weekend, what do you see as the biggest challenge for people into the restaurant in the restaurant industry? Um, I don't know. You know, I, I think these next few days are really going to kind of tell, tell a lot more of the story. I mean, this is all just unfolding. Every hour we're getting more information um, about potential uh, cases around St. Louis. And I, I don't know. I'm, I, I really don't know what's going to happen this weekend. Uh, it, it's, it's, we don't know. We're not doctors. We, we don't know. This is a new thing. Um, you can't plan too far ahead at this point. Well, best of luck to you as, as you guys figure this out. I know this is so hard, and, and you've got to be feeling that pressure when you know that, that people depend on you. Um, and I just I hope for all the small businesses in St. Louis that, that they're going to get through this. Awesome. Thank you very much. I appreciate the time. And that was Adam Tilford, a co-owner of the Mission Taco Joint Restaurants. And speaking of events just changing by the moment, just now we heard this from Washington University. Spring break for the Danforth campus will be extended for an additional week, and there will be no academic instruction until Monday, March 23rd. Um, there will be no in-person courses uh, taught in the classroom or any other setting at the Danforth and the medical campuses, um, which are switching to online instruction. And so those courses won't be resuming until at least April 30th of 2020. So that's some some really big news. Um, we also got an email from Ben in Soulard. He says, I work with a craft alcohol distributor, and I am extremely concerned about how this virus will affect the bars and restaurants in my territory. Many are coming out of winter with already depleted resources and are relying on a busy spring and summer season to get back on track. Downtown is acutely vulnerable to this as they rely heavily on tourism, conventions, and sports crowds. How many of these businesses can survive a month or two-month or longer period where sales are down by 80% year-to-date. Um, and St. Louis Public Radio, Radio reporter Corinne Ruff, back to you. After hearing from Adam's comments and, and hearing from Ben and Soulard, I'm wondering, are you concerned that the St. Louis economy um, could take a major hit from this? I think that's something that business owners um, are, are really just waiting, as, as we heard, day by day, hour by hour, even to make those kinds of decisions because... Um, 
you know, not only is it about the business, but it's also about employees and trying to make sure employees are really shielded from being exposed to the passing of this virus, too. But I think what's um, worth noting is that, you know, people are starting to shy away from social interaction. People are, you know, just being a little bit cautious and deciding to maybe not go to certain events or sometimes those events are being canceled. But certainly with the service industry and bar industry, that's sort of unavoidable. That's your whole business model. And unlike other business where, you know, you can encourage your workers to work remote, that's just not possible. You can't serve someone a drink remotely. So I think if those um, industry businesses are to close, that could really have a big hit on their bottom line. We heard from somebody on Twitter, uh, Christopher Stark is a local composer, and, and he said via Twitter, my fellow musician friends all over the U.S. and the world lost a lot of income this week from canceled concerts. In addition to things like restaurants, you know, there's there's Uber drivers, there's musicians. How could this affect workers in the gig economy? No, I think that's such a great question. I mean, certainly for Lyft and Uber drivers, if people don't, if they usually, you know, take those options to work, they're not commuting maybe as much anymore. They're not going to the airport or the train station because a lot of people are canceling their flights or their work is, you know, urging them to really cancel those flights. So I think that might be difficult for people who really depend on um, people moving around and interacting a lot. Um, And for musicians, I mean, really, that's depending on people coming out for these big crowds and depending on tips and things like that. So, um, you know, the other thing to really note about people that work in the gig economy is they're less likely to have health insurance Mm -hmm. and that might make it more difficult for them to A, take time off if they're feeling unwell or B, you know, have a a doctor's appointment and have their symptoms checked out. So there is a lot to be concerned about here and and a lot to monitor. And um, I know you're going to be on this and I'm sure this won't be the last we talk to you about this. So St. Louis Public Radio reporter Corinne Ruff. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thanks for having me. Support comes from Missouri Forest Products Association, committed to sustainable and sound conservation of the state's forests, which support more than 41,000 Missouri jobs, resulting in a $10 billion industry. Choosewood.com.